Good day. Welcome to Partakers Podcasts. Welcome also to our Christmas 2019 series, Jesus Christ, the Promised One of God, where we are hearing together some of the prayers, liturgy, and sermons of the Church through history, looking back to that first Christmas day. People of the Christmas Story Over the coming five days, including Christmas Day itself, let's look at the central figures of the Nativity. Today we look at Mary, reading from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Our studies are being done by the Reverend Jim Harris. In the run-up to Christmas, it is inevitable that we begin to think about the characters involved in the original events surrounding the birth of Jesus. Where better to start than with Mary, to whom was given the great privilege and awesome responsibility of carrying and giving birth to God's Son, the Messiah. Mary was probably a teenager when she received the visit from the angel Gabriel to tell her that the Lord had chosen her for this very special purpose. Hearing his greeting, she was greatly troubled. Meeting an angel isn't exactly an everyday experience. But there was something deeper disturbing her peace of mind, the content of his greeting. You who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. That set her on her guard. Whatever was coming next. Gabriel sensed her fear and told her that she need not be afraid. He was bringing good news, not bad. The time had come for God to send his Son into the world, to be born as every human being has to be born, so that, in due course, he would become the Saviour that world needed. Hence the name they were to give the child, Jesus, which means God saves. Just imagine the mounting excitement in Mary as he went on with his message. That was every godly Jewish woman's dream, to be chosen to be mother of Messiah. 
It all sounds very cut and dried when we read, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Despite the way it sounds, God wasn't forcing Mary into this role, but he knew her heart well enough to realize that he'd get a good response. We have an insight into how she thought and felt about God in the song recorded by Luke later in the chapter in verses 46 to 55. Mary knew the Old Testament scriptures well and used them as a basis for her outpouring of praise and thanksgiving. Mary was a spiritual woman, however young she might have been. She loved God and wanted the best for his people, which isn't a bad description of spirituality. But, and life is full of buts, there was one not-so-little practical problem. She was a virgin, and as Matthew's account tells us, she was betrothed to be married to Joseph. Virginity up until the time of marriage was essential for the marriage to be recognized as legitimate in that society. That could be a huge problem for Mary, so how could it be overcome? The angel said that conception would occur through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he directed Mary to look what's happened to your cousin Elizabeth, making the point that that was a miracle for sure. And now for the punchline. Nothing is impossible with God. Which takes us right back to the start of this. The Lord is with you. That's the key. God will take care of every detail, Mary, so don't be afraid, however big the ask might seem to you. God is in control. (laughs) I can imagine Mary sinking to her knees or even prostrating herself on the floor in an act of worship as she responded with those simple but wholehearted words, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. Of course, Mary was unique, but the message for us is the same. Nothing is impossible with God. The Christmas story has been wrapped up in romance and fantasy by our commercial world, but we mustn't let that blind us to the truth it contains, that God is looking to us for a response of love and submission to his will, so that he can do great things in and through us. That's not a cheap advertising slogan like so much that's about at the moment. No, it's more like a serious challenge to a costly commitment, but he's worth it. And here's a question to think about as we travel towards Christmas. What will it mean for me if I follow Mary's example and accept God's will for my life? Thanks for joining us here at Partaker's podcasts. You can also buy our books on Amazon or through pulptheology.com. Come back every day to hear something to encourage you in your walk as a Christian wherever you are in the world in the 21st century. See you later!